and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. Carly Marie, I am absolutely delighted to have you as my She's the Boss Chats guest today. Um, Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. Right. Well, let's start off with telling everyone what you do. So do you want to tell everybody what your business is and what you do these days? It's always a fun one to try and sum it up, isn't it, in a few sentences. Um, I think it's a challenge for a lot of people. Um, the, the short answer that I tell people is that I'm an right. author um, and I write books in the in the spiritual kind of self-help yep. space um, and my books are very much about mostly women read my books and they are about connecting you to you but in a really tangible way, right? Like that can sound really kind of fluffy of like, oh, connect into yourself, you know? <laughs> Like, yeah, okay, like what does that mean? But I I guess I talk about motivation, um, I talk about energy, I talk about understanding how you work and kind of like figuring out how this, this you know, miraculous, beautiful machine that you are actually works and not just in a physical way but in an energetic and uh, in a way that we can tap into our motivational patterns and, and learn about how our mind works so we can kind of, you know, uh, hack, <laughs> hack our own system um, and create what we want to create in our lives and I've got some online programs and some courses and I do a whole bunch of things I do a little bit of speaking um but my heart where my heart is it's wow. in my books yeah that is a brilliant brilliant description I love it so my next big question Thank is you. why why do you write these books yeah so I like many people I had one of those things happen in my life that sort of you know um drop you up into bits and then you've got to figure out how to put yourself back together again. My marriage broke down. It was this huge shock. Um, I found myself as a, as a solo mama to a little girl and, and um, it, was, it was a ride. And throughout that process, I, did, I guess I just went on a journey of figuring myself out and I learned a whole lot along the way and I was doing some coaching and some mentoring and and I was, um, I was a resume writer and I was teaching other people how to be a resume writer. I was building a business doing that. And sort of in the middle of all that, everything fell apart. And, and I just discovered some things about life and I discovered some things about yep. womanhood and about humanness and about divinity. And I would talk about this stuff. I talk about it on the internet, on social media. I talk about it with my clients. And I'm like, can you please start putting this stuff in books? Because I need to, my, my friends need to know about this. So my first book that came out in 2019 is Soul Modes. It's a Wall Street Journal bestseller. It like, it, it because everybody who um, knew about it. And basically everyone who followed me on social media posted about it and said, everyone, every woman I know has to read wow. this book. And so because of that, it went, went bananas really quickly. And then those people read it in a day and then they're telling everyone they know. So it kind of just, Exploded. It, it took on this life of its own. Yeah. Which is really exciting. That was in 2019. I was supposed to be doing a tour of the US in 2020. We all know how that went. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so in 2020, I wrote my second book, which is about to come out. I put it on ice. I, for some reason, I just it needed something and I wasn't ready to publish it. I sat on it for a year and then this year I, I finished it and that's going to come out in the next couple of weeks. And then I'm in the middle of writing my third book as wow. well. Wow. So what's the one that's coming out in a couple of weeks? Because it'll be out by the time this gets out. Yeah. Yeah, it's yes. called Sorceress. Um, it's about doing life like magic. Oh, wow. So 
it's for those who are into kind of manifestation law of attraction stuff you'll love it it's that kind of vibe but again in a really yeah. practical way uh, it's about it's about our intuition tapping into our intuition letting it guide us but like here's some really practical things you can do to help you to do that as opposed to just you know trust yourself surrender to the universe's plan that it has for you like it, it, it it's easier said than done right so i like to help people to go okay well here's how i can actually take some steps that are going to help amazing. me amazing okay now was there a light bulb moment i i obviously you know the marriage breaking up and all the rest of it is pretty shit and it, it mm. in itself presents mm. a bit of a moment. But what was it that made you decide mm. to write? Was there a comment? Was there a yeah. friend? Was there something in particular? Look, I knew there was I knew there were books in me. I thought maybe they were fiction. Like I've always liked to write and I thought, oh probably I'd love to be an author one day. It was kind of something that I thought and I thought it would be fiction, but I don't know, I didn't actually love writing fiction, so I'm like, oh, I don't know, right? I had a blog, I knew I liked to write. I actually had a friend who was ah, a psychic. I was wondering what, what's the what's the right? tipping point. So go on. Yeah, it was. It was really weird. I had a session with her. And she's like, you're going to write a book and it's going to be a really big deal. And I was like, and I hadn't even, I didn't know what the book was about. And she said, she basically said, it's this soul modes thing that you talk about. Because it was this thing that I was like, yeah, yes. You know, I've sort of discovered this thing about life and how we move through these four different kind of energetic states. But And people are like, oh, is that like a <laughs> menstrual cycle thing? I'm like, no, it's got nothing to do with your menstrual cycle. It's got nothing to do with the moon. This is something else. And people are like, well, I haven't heard of this. I'm like, yeah, I know, because I kind of just discovered it. And, and I and I talk about it on social media to my two and a half yeah. thousand followers or whatever it was. And, um, and they're like, oh, my gosh, okay, you need to put it in a book. So that's when Lindy, the psychic, she said to me, her name's Lindy Jewell. She's fantastic. She said, um, it's this soul modes thing. It needs to be in the world and you're going to write go a off. book and it's going to be a big deal. And, and she then was from right. there, yeah. what was it that made you decide to do courses? Yes. Well, I was already right. doing courses at this point because I was a resume writer, right? And so I would, I create a course because I was flat out. I was a mum working at home around a baby, flat chat writing resumes. I was really good at it. And I thought, I need to train some staff up. I need some help. So I started recording me writing resumes going, this is how you do it. And then you do this because yeah. I'm going to give it to these people as a training program. Then I went, hang on a second. I can help them start their own business. And so I created an online course. I went, okay, how does one create an online course? And I, <laughs> I worked it out and I made a course. And then those people who did that course wanted another course. They wanted a course on marketing and they wanted a course on time management and they wanted a course on social media. And so I just started making courses. And four years later, I think I've probably Good made about God. 50 Oh, of my them. God. I didn't realize. Um, I thought I was doing pretty yeah. well with three or four. <laughs> well, I've, some of them are just little ones. Some of them are big ones. I've got a certification program. Some of them are about soul mode. Some of them are about business. Some of them are about life. And so I've retired yeah. some of them. If you go to my website, you'll see there's a bunch of them that I love that will live on and some that I've kind of, you know, retired or, or remade or things like that. But, um, yeah, that's the bread and butter. It's very difficult to make a decent income that <laughs> well, is selling books, to be honest, yes, right? But. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the great thing is that the books, people read the book and then yep. they come and they find my programs. and. That's my bread and butter. That's where my income comes from is, is from those courses. I love making them. I'm really good at making them. And now I've just kind of got this membership because I've got so many. You can just pay by the month oh, and access gorgeous. all of them. So so that's kind of, yeah, what I focus on. It's called Formidable Women. A lot of people might have, you know, if you've seen me on socials, you'll see me mention that. That's what Fantastic. that is. It's basically. Love it. Love it. Group. Okay. Yeah. Well, Carly, let me tell uh, Now I want to hear all about how 
life has treated you basically up to date yeah. from I don't know. Let's. I don't know whether you want to start in primary school or high school, but I'd like to know a bit about your family, a bit about whether you enjoyed school, and then what's happened since then. Mm. So where would you like to start? It's funny. Let's start with school because I loved school. I was very good right, at yep. school in inverted commas, right? Like I did the things that you get told you're a good girl for doing. And it's funny that now I homeschool my kids because now I look back and see how much of the good girl programming right. was drummed into me through school, through being a good girl. So the people pleasing and the perfectionism and, and all of that sort of stuff that I was seeing starting to get programmed into my daughter when she was at school and she was really rebelling against it. She's on autism spectrum. And it just, she was just like, no, you're not going to mold me. And it was really interesting to see that in her yeah. and how confronting that was for me. So uh, yeah. Like, so I now homeschool her. We're actually looking, by the time this goes out, she's probably nearly just about started at it. We, we've actually found a little community school that we're going to give school another go right. for her. It's going to be a bit of a trial. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. I went to a private and school. So and so where was and, this? This was in Melbourne? And yeah, I grew up in Melbourne right. in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. My mum and dad split up when I was two. I was back and forth was between that? both their houses. Now that I've got boys um, who are doing it, is it awful? Yeah. Oh. Well, it's hilarious because I basically <laughs> married a man exactly like my father who I then oh, divorced when I, when my daughter was two, right? Like I played out the same thing and he's a little bit like my, just different in many ways, but he's similar in that, you know, my daughter stays up till 10 o'clock at night. She has as much sugar as she likes, right? Like all that sort of stuff right. that doesn't happen at my house. Um, and it was the same, right? Like looking back, I was, I wanted to be at my dad's Wait. house because I could do whatever I want. My mum had rules, right? But now I'm a grown up. I look back and I'm like, thank God for my mum, right? She gave me boundaries. She she taught me respect. She taught me looking after my body and not filling myself up with sugar all the time. And, you know, so looking back, I'm so grateful. And I know at the moment I'm that <laughs> mum. I'm the mum with the rules. No. I'm not the fun one. But she, my daughter will look Absolutely. back. Absolutely. I think that, I, I personally no believe one of the best things you can do for a child is give them boundaries. Even if it's – and I'll tell you yeah. something that always made me laugh, and it was Jennifer Saunders, and somebody said to her, mm. oh, my God, you must be such a fun mum because you're a comedian and you're so great. And she <laughs> said, no way, I am super strict. And the woman yeah. said, why? That I wouldn't have thought you were yeah. like that. She said – You've got to give them something to rebel against. Otherwise, you're going to end up with really boring children. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> it oh, was great. That. Okay, was great. so you grew up well, in Melbourne, eastern suburbs. Yes. What happened next? So what about – So, and you yes. loved high school. What did you do when you left school? Yeah, I look – I found my rebellious streak in high school a little bit. I started to rebel a little bit, but I st only only a little bit around the edges. I still did well. I still did my year 12 and got my good score, and I was supposed to go off to uni, but I rebelled against right. – sorry, I deferred. I went, no, 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 I don't want to go to uni. I deferred for a year and then didn't oh go back God. until so 15 years later or something. Oh, my God, so what did you do that first year that you – After school? Oh, I just got myself a little admin job. I just, I just wanted to pay my car off and save some money and all of that, so – um, I got myself a little admin gig working full-time and, and I just continued to work full-time and then, you know, got a boyfriend, bought a house, got the white picket fence, had the baby, was working, I'd work what my way up in corporate. What were you doing? What were your roles working, in corporate? Um, in, 
Yeah. Well, look, there was basically office management, like different versions of office management. But the last role I had before becoming a mum or the last employment role that I had was, it was my dream job. It was really interesting to walk away from it and go into entrepreneurship because I was the office manager. I was the right hand person to the CEO of a large not-for-profit that was helping young people. It was personal development for like teens and young people. And it was an incredible organization called the Reach Foundation. And it's quite well known in Melbourne. It was started by a footballer called Jim Steins. It's a fantastic organization. And it was really like, I was just like, this is my dream job. This is incredible. But I also wanted to get married. I also wanted to have a baby. And I'm like, I get to have it all. I had my baby and I went to go back and I just went, I can't, I can't leave her. I just... I wasn't. I wanted to go back. It's such time, a dilemma still, for ev- every mum. Really I think tricky that baby. idea of going back. Yeah. Yes, it was. So I took some extra maternity leave, and during that time, I started a little ah. VA business, virtual assistant business. Because I was kind of a bit bored and for those who are familiar with my work, I would hit super mode and I would, it's one of the four modes that I teach and I would hit super mode and I would be like, I need to use my brain in a different way. I can't just stare at this baby all day. Like I need to use my brain in a different way. So I started this little virtual assistant business to earn a bit of money, give me something to do while I was on maternity leave. And it just went really well and then that morphed into resume writing because a few people I knew asked me to write resumes and they were like, this is really good and they got the job and I was like, hmm, okay, this is a thing. And it kind of blossomed from there. And then at that point, you know, found out oh, my husband lovely. was having an affair and it all kind of Golly. fell to bits a little bit. <laughs> um, he and I are great mates now. It's the best thing he could have done because we're much better and as have friends a new than we were now married. Anyway, don't um, you? Yeah, yeah. We've, I, um, so one of those jobs that I had, um, my boss was um, this gorgeous, much older, dashing, <laughs> silver-haired gentleman who I always had a little bit of a crush on. And when my marriage broke oh, down, his marriage was broken down at the same time. <laughs> and I knew that. Well, yes, we we're both going through this really hard time. And so he was kind of like, I understand what you're going through and I'm here and if, there's, if you need anything, I'm here. And one night I sort of messaged him, I'm like, I'm sad and I'm lonely. Will you take me to dinner? And he's Aww. like, yeah, okay, like Friday night I'll take you to dinner sort of thing. And lo and behold, we fell in love. And within six months, we were pregnant. Now, that wasn't planned, but it was the best thing that could have happened. We now have this glorious little man who's four years old. His name is Harry. Um, (laughs) So you've got your pigeon pair now. Yeah. and so tell yes, me a little bit more about <laughs> the – well, just a little bit more about the business before we start moving into some of the other questions. I'm still really interested in your entrepreneurial mm. journey, um, particularly because it started with – well, yeah. the resume writing, obviously, in the VA, into books. Really, really interesting. Yes. So um, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about sort of setting up the business around – yeah, just – and have you had any disasters along the way that have actually end, yeah. ended up being a bit of a gift? <laughs> because I think we all have those moments where you go, oh, my God. Yes. And then you look back and go, thank God that happened. Almost exactly the same as you were saying about the end of the marriage. Absolutely. My disaster was last <laughs> year. It was relatively recent, so I'll tell you about that. Um Yes, the um, oh, it's a big one. Um, the look, it happened by accident. I was like, I want to do some admin work from home. I'm probably going to do it as a contractor. I knew yeah. about being a subcontractor, so I got my ABN so I could be a business. Yeah. And suddenly I had a business, right? And same with writing resumes. And then I Organically. created a course. It kind of just happened very 
organically. I didn't go, I'm yeah. going to start a business. It wasn't like that. It, that was the cool thing is it just happened really one yeah. foot in front of the other, which means I didn't which overthink is great. it. Yeah, that's I, great. I didn't make a big deal out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then my course went really well. Like I thought, oh, you know, I'll make a course. I'll, I'll charge, I'm going to charge $500 for this course. And I sold it to like 10 people and I made $5,000 in like a week. Yeah, That's right. a lot of resumes I would have had to write, you know, like that was a, I was like, holy moly, I think I like this, you know. And so I, and I just got the real taste for making courses because um, there's a lot of things that people wanted me to talk about. So that's what I've kind of continued to do. And then, you know, I was on a spiritual journey. So then it kind of started to get a bit of a spiritual flavor. I started talking about, you know, manifestation and some of those other things. And so um, that all went very well. And then, you know, my income grew and all of that as my kids got older and I could work a little bit more and things like that. And then in 2020, Things went crazy. I had a, you know, Whoa. 10 to 20K a month business selling courses, right? I had that. And then my book came out, 2020 happened, and I had oh a six-figure month business right. by October 2020. My business blew up. Everyone was buying my courses. I was doing lots of one-on-one coaching, very high-end. I was doing all of that, and I made a boatload of money within a short period of time. So what did I do? (laughs) I spent it. Yeah. (laughs) And I signed up with the most expensive coach I knew because I'd always wanted to work with her. I went out and bought a brand new Mercedes. Um, I did all All the the things you've been dying to do for years, and finally there was money to let you do it. Yes. Right? Yes. But what I did not do was put any aside for tax. So then what happened was a big old tax bill came in at the end of the financial year. And that's when I went, okay, Carly, you're being an idiot. You are not being a smart businesswoman. You are not behaving like a CEO. And so in 2021, (laughs) I've turned things around a little bit. Um, I really, I started to look at my expenses. I started to look at the numbers. I started to go, okay, how much do I need to be putting yep. aside every month? It's more than people think, right? I needed to be putting some more aside. I needed to be look at how much how much am I paying myself because I'm paying myself yep. a lot and I need to look at how I'm doing, you know, there's a lot of tax I need to be putting aside. There's superannuation, there's work cover, like all these things that happen very quickly because my business went from a, a lovely little six-figure-a-year business to suddenly a six-figure-a-month business where you, you need to be looking at the numbers a little bit more often than what I was. So I cut things back quite a lot. The other thing that happened is I wasn't seeing a whole lot of my kids. I was doing a lot of coaching, a lot of, you know, full days of coaching. Um, And so at some point I also went, right, I'm not doing one-on-one coaching like that anymore. I do it now in Voxer. I don't do it in one-hour sessions anymore. And so I made some big changes, which actually cut a lot of the income out of my business. So I had to cut expenses for that reason, but also just to be a bit smarter about things. So I'm running my business a lot more lean, a lot smarter I think now that, after a few meetings with my accountant and I'm paying, yes, paying and that tax bill I off. think that that is probably one of the most <laughs> honest and truthful um, it's things to say. So thank you for sharing that because I know it's something I often forget to do is saving the money and then you're just constantly on the back foot. And yeah. one of my best friends, I'll never forget, started a pizza yes. business um, at the beginning of summer in, in rural um, New South Wales and they made a boatload of money over summer because all the tourists were there and everything and they decided they would spend it and off they went to Europe and skiing mm. and having a great holiday and came back to a 50 grand tax bill on a pizza business when nobody wants pizzas in the middle Mm -hmm. of winter. So 
everything descended and it, it is a very, Ouch. very hard lesson to learn and it's something that um, everybody listening needs to know about. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Now, um, talk to me about your career <laughs> you. and women and any that might have helped you along the way, mainly because this is a show about women in business. I feel that uh, I'm very passionate about the idea yeah. of making women more visible because I don't think we hear about them enough. Um, and so if they have been any super wonderful women that have helped yes. you along the way, name them and let's give them a little shout out so that they get a little bit of visibility too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic you know to so hear many. because it's, it's when it's, I speak to like women you, and they go, hmm, yeah. I can't think of one that's helped me, which kind of just blows my mind. But there are women who say that, particularly if they've oh, had a wow. corporate career. Oh, oh there is. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah, no, I'm always telling everybody about who I've worked with. I mean, I've had lots of business coaches. Those people have certainly helped me. Um, there are people who, people like Amanda Francis, you know, she was the first person who ever really modeled to me yeah. that, you know, it's okay to want things, right? It's okay to have desires. That's not yeah. selfish. And I think that was big. That was really big for me. Um, in terms of one-on-one, it's amazing how much, like spiritual mentoring has helped me. So things like even weird stuff, like I had a past yeah. life reading with a woman called Kasha Burke. She's a past client of mine. She's absolutely beautiful. I had this past life reading and she told me about what I'd been yeah, in my yeah, past yeah. lives. Whether you believe in that or not, it's fascinating to hear about and to wonder about, right? And I was, and just to see how some of those things were affecting how I was showing up in this yeah, life. Right. Like that made a bit of a difference for yeah. me. Things like that, you know? Um, Lindy Jewell, the original, the, the psychic that I spoke about, um, for oh, sure. Who was your and book I had coach? a book. I worked with a book coach for my first book, and her name is Kat- yep. yeah, Catherine Mora. Catherine with a C um, and a Y N. Um, Catherine Mora. She's a beautiful human, and she really cares about helping you write a really good book. Right, not just helping you get your book out there so you're an author and you get the credibility of that. She wants your book to be good. And I really appreciated that. So doing my first book with her was really great because it instilled oh, a real kind of writer's ethic in me. I think a lot of people are like, I just want to have a book, so I'm just going to bang a book out there. And she wouldn't let me do that. It had to be good. It had to be well-written. It had to be the sort of thing that oh, could be on a bookshelf great. in a bookstore and mm. earn its place there. Oh, so that's really good. I'm grateful All right, to her now, for that. Um, yeah. As a mum with two young kids and homeschooling and running a business that's turning over, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, six figures month how are you juggling work and play how are you giving yourself enough time in in work to get the work done but also giving your kids enough time with their mums so do you, how do you break up your week yeah look it looks a little bit good, towards the end of this good. year I've really been <laughs> cruising let me tell you I mean since since I've restructured things a little bit more and focused a lot more on courses, yep. so things that are kind of replicatable rather than one-on-one. I still do a little bit of one-on-one. Um, but because of that, yeah, yeah. I'm not at the six-figure no. mark at this point. I still make great money. I still support my family. But it's it's not those big crazy numbers anymore. They but are. I'm, I'm but sort there's of a lot you have to. They're crazy. They're great There's numbers, a lot that but, you have you know, to and I, um, and I fully intend, give up in order to give yeah. yourself the time to be able to earn that kind of money, I guess. 
Well, that's what it was for me, right? Yeah. So what I want to do now, I went, okay, I'm going to cut it back to what's the things that I'm happy to scale? What's the things that I would happily blow up? Course sales, blow up, sweet, all good. You know, more more clients, no, not necessarily. And I I was on that treadmill of, well, then you've just got to keep putting your prices up. And I was getting to that point where I just wasn't accessible anymore to some of the people I wanted to help. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus more on group staff, on courses, on downloadables, on ways I can help people, you know, Voxer coaching where I don't have to find an hour to do it. I can do it while I'm walking my dog, right? Like ways that I can be more accessible to people and more helpful to people. Um, So I stripped that back, right? So now I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus on growing that. But what I realized is that my business does well when I'm doing well. So I need to be taking care of myself. So I homeschool my kids at the moment for 2020 and 2021. I've homeschooled both my kids. In 2022, they're going to a community school. But um, the the juggle really has looked like having a sensational team that I pay well and that I give love yep. to and that I respect the opinion of. It's, it's nothing hierarchical about our team like we're just a little crew and I'm one of the team I'm certainly the one that provides the vision of where I want us to go um but I have a great team I have basically one person who works with me about 20 hours a week and another person who does maybe five five to ten hours a week at the moment and then a few other contractors that's a big part of it but honestly just like trusting that the little thing like I can write one great post and it can make thousands of dollars worth of sales I've had to disconnect the idea between time equals money, like how much how much time I give equals money in. And it's tricky because I've had the experience that that's what it was. When I was working a lot of hours, I was making a lot of money. So I'm basically having to convince myself that I can actually have a degree of intensity and potency with the work that I do. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean just more hours, more hours, yeah. more hours. So I'm focusing on excellence. I'm focusing on having the best courses in the damn world, right, so that people that tell their it. friends, you know, so I don't have to spend hours figuring out Facebook ads and all of that. Everything is totally organic. Yeah. No, that sounds like it's a really excellent strategy. So, Carly, here's a last but quirky question yeah. that I love um, that a journalist suggested to me. And I'm always blown away by the answer. So this doesn't have to be about work, but is there a quirky fact about you that most people don't know that you'd be up for sharing? Look, the hilarious thing is that most people know nearly everything about me because <laughs> there are no secrets. I am a massive <laughs> oversharer. Like, on, come find me on social media. There's, it's like, what do you want to know? <laughs> I'll tell you everything. Um, okay. I mean, I've got a party trick, and that's that I can say the alphabet backwards. That's fun. Oh, that's a good one. Um, it comes with being. I was a daughter of a single mum, and I was her only child. So she would just, and she grew up as one of six kids who like didn't have a TV. So right. they would just come up with the most weird and wonderful ways to entertain themselves. And so it was just me and mum most of the time when I was growing up. Yeah. And so she would just teach me all these weird, bizarre so go games. On. So tell, you tell me, me that. Yeah, go on. Z Y X W V U T S R Q P O N M L K J I H G F E D C B A. Amazing. I thought I was good. I can do Mississippi M I S S I S S I P P I I P P I S S I S S I M. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. There you go. I think I grew up. I grew up with no TV until I was about twelve. So. 
there you go. We had all yeah. those family things as well. Yeah. Okay. And now last but not least is about iPhones or mm-hmm. phones. It doesn't have to be about iPhones and apps. And this is, of course, again, apropos of nothing other than I'm always interested. Yeah. Um, have you got any clever business apps that we might not have heard of that you use that you could share with us or so for fun or for work? Do you know what? There's one I actually really love called Adobe Capture. And oh, yeah. you point it at anything like a tree or a picture on the wall or someone's face and it pulls all the colours and it tells you the colour codes. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. So if you have like your favourite dress and you want to redo your branding and you want to base it on this dress, you point the camera with Adobe Capture and it gives you – and you move it around to capture the bits of And it gives that you, you the R- RGB CMYK yes. breakdowns. Yeah. It's Ooh. just – Fun. It's I really love fun. that. Yeah. But also useful. I mean, for those of us that don't know necessarily our brand colors, yeah. <laughs> you can sh- show it on your card or whatever and find it. Great. Love that Absolutely. one. And then what about do you play on your phone at all? No, look, I try not to. I do. Do you know which one I love? It's funny. I love the one that um, tracks my menstrual cycle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, if I'm planning a trip, I can be like, okay, well, not those days then. We'll go We'll go around those days. And, and we're at that stage of life where we're trying not to get pregnant. So, I'm always like, we won't go when I'm ovulating. <laughs> um, yeah. And what's that one called? Oh, it's called Flow, F-L-O. Okay, brilliant. Mm. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Being menopausal now, I don't have to worry about things like that. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I know so, somebody gave me a, a kit with some booze in it and tampon packs this week and I thought I've got to go and find someone to give the tampons to now. Mm. It's a beautiful thing when you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yes. Yeah, that's my mum right now. I've been hearing about it. So. That's right. You can. Yeah, it's this- something to look forward to. Yes, absolutely. Well, Carly, <laughs> thank you so much for this fabulous interview. Um, what you. is the best way for people to get hold of you if they'd like to do your courses or they want to chat to you or whatever? What's the best way? Yeah, look, Google Carly Marie. You'll find my website. Everything's on there. But I have a lot of fun on Instagram. If you're an Instagram person, come find me. I'm having a lot of fun with Reels at the moment okay. um, and making some cool ones. And um, I've got a podcast as well. It's called Genius Unleashed. I love it. All right. Mm. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. And you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of She's the Boss Chats. For more information and to find out about our other initiatives, including our weekly lunch for female founders and our TV show, go to she'stheboss.com.au. 